Brothers and sisters, good morning. I want to begin by just mentioning briefly how grateful I am to have Father Bob can celebrating the Mass with me this morning. Uh, I know Father Dave is back towards the back of the church who can celebrated Mass with me last night. Uh, it's such a joy to be able to have some older brothers, uh, some fathers in our priestly community. I see that all the time, and not just because they help fill in for me when I want to go on vacation, but uh, even last night, as I was preparing for Mass, I had all my homily notes written down. Father Dave was vesting, and he, he said something that I was thinking about during the whole Mass, and I thought about after dinner last night, and I thought about it again as I was getting ready this morning, and it was better than my homily. Uh, I worked on that thing, and he just said that. Uh, he, he was speaking to our, our reader last night. He said in reference to the second reading, he, look, he looked at our reader and then looked down at the book and said, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is the core of everything. And it, it is, and I was so grateful for that reminder. That is the core of everything. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The only thing that I know that is worthwhile. If there's another thing that I know that's worthwhile, it's worthwhile because of Christ crucified. Knowing Him. That is the core of everything. Now, there are consequences to that. There are consequences to that idea. If the core of everything is Jesus then that means the life that we live, a life centered around Jesus, ought to be something different. It's not the same life that someone who doesn't know Christ would live. It's not the same life that someone who follows Greek philosophy would live. It's not the same life that, that someone who practices Hinduism would live. Because with Christ at the core, everything else reverberates out and changes. And that should give you a little bit of an insight into the gospel today. We're partway through the Sermon on the Mount, which Jesus preaches to hundreds, thousands, probably over days, probably multiple times. And when he preached this sermon, his message was not something that you could just pick up at a dime store. It wasn't a go with the flow, pick it up, watch it on PBS sort of message. He wasn't saying something you could intuit on your own without him giving it to you. Be nice. Okay, thanks Jesus. Have a great night. He wasn't saying be kind to people. He wasn't saying, you know, try and make the world a little lighter rather than a little darker. He wasn't saying that you should be generous or saying, remember, you're an example. He was calling people to something much more heroic, something that only he could call people to live. In the Sermon on the Mount, and later on in his teaching, he won't just say, be kind to people. He'll say, love your enemies. And I want you to think for a minute about people that you've had as enemies in your life and acknowledge that's hard. He didn't just say, be generous. 
Actually, he taught people to despise earthly wealth and honors and to prize the kingdom of heaven instead. He didn't just say, remember, you're an example. He pushed them out. He said, go do it. Send them out two by two, town to town, proclaiming always the message of the kingdom so that everywhere they went, Christ was at the core of everything. Today, in a particular way, he didn't repeat the same sort of tired lines that we get from just living, just basic social structures. Instead, his exhortation was this. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Now, if I, I heard that you know, from some news anchor or from some media personality, that'd be one thing. If I heard it from a poet, I might reflect on it for a little while and say, wow, what a profound thought. But when Christ, the core of everything, speaks that word, well, it's got to mean something more than just a, a little bit of a, a pious thought. Christ says, you are the light of the world. We have then a responsibility to shine that light. At the beginning of John's Gospel, we're told that when the Word became flesh, a light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can't overcome it. If we are now the light of the world, we exist with this sort of cosmic battle. We exist as an extension of Christ in the world, shining a light on things that need to be seen or heard, pushing out darkness so that in its place, the light can shine and can warm. Once again, there's consequences to this idea. Christ elsewhere in John chapter 8 says something very similar to the gospel passage today, except there he doesn't say, you are the light of the world. In John chapter 8 he says, I am the light of the world. And I want to propose to you that these two things are actually not in contradiction or competition. Instead, it's only by one that the other is possible. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And here he told his disciples, now you too, be light. How can they do that? How can they live the specifically Christian teaching? How can they do the things that Christ will command them to do that go above and beyond what the rest of the world will ask? Well, there's only one way, and it's reflective of the wisdom that I heard last night. Christ is the core of everything. The core of ideas? Yes, absolutely. The core of prayer? Sure. The core of a community? Mm-hmm. He's the core of you. Christ is at your core. If you've been baptized, then now God dwells within you. Powerfully. Actually. Sometimes if you pay attention, you might feel it. But because the light of Christ is now dwelling within you, 
Now you are the light of the world. And so your ability to shine that light, to be able to do righteous deeds that cause others to praise God, their Heavenly Father, well, that's going to be directly correlated to the way that you allow Christ's light to shine out from your core. Does that make sense? Like I told you, someone's nodding and I appreciate that because I was actually asking, does that make sense? This is a thought that's been sitting and bouncing around inside of my skull for hours now. I dreamed about it. And, and I think that's it. Christ, who says, I am the light of the world, now lives inside of you, and, and his light shines out. Now, that means that we who are given this commission to be the light of the world, to shine out, not to hide, not to be put under a bushel basket, but to be able to allow other people to see by us, we've got to commit to that. And if the light comes from Christ at the core, then the only and certain way to make sure that we commit to Christ's commission to be light is to unite ourselves more closely and more intensely with Christ who is the light. So if you're looking to be able to follow this gospel, if you're looking to be able to follow a little bit of wisdom, the thing to do is unite yourself to Christ. And we can do that by very ordinary means that maybe not, they may not be very creative, but they're tried and tested. They're sure. And they make a difference. Two things I think you can do today that'll help you to be able to do this thing. One is pray. You gotta pray. You should pray every day. And that's not a scolding, that's a reminder. I gotta be reminded too. You gotta pray every day. The, the extent of your relationship with Christ and the way that He resides inside of your core is going to be dependent upon how much time you give Him, what sort of speaking terms you're on. If you think about the relationship that you might have with a spouse or with a loved one, if you said, how often do you spend time with them? Oh, you know, I, uh, I say hi to them before I eat dinner, and then uh, before I go to bed, I say goodnight. Okay, that's great. But that relationship's not going to last. No, there's got to be an exchange of hearts. There's got to be a sharing of mind to mind, heart to heart. There's got to be an affection, a care. There's got to be a giving one to another. Quality time spent sometimes saying nothing at all, but just being together. Here in our Muncie Catholic Pastorate, we have our Lord reserved in each of our tabernacles at St. Lawrence, St. Mary's, and St. Francis. We have adoration on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock over at St. Francis for college students, but you can come too. We would love to have you there. We have our seed uh, once a month adoration over at St. Mary's. Anytime that you can spend face-to-face -face with Jesus, looking at him and him looking at you, that's a time where Christ is going to be able to have the opportunity to penetrate more fully into your core. Let me give you the second option, uh, builds on the first. Pray every day, please. And secondly, attend the sacraments. Mass is our best friend. We love the Mass. And can I tell you one of the best kept secrets in Muncie? 
we don't only have Mass on Sundays. We have Mass every day. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we got it three times a day. Tuesdays twice, Thursday only once, but that's because I need a day off too, you know. Uh, every single day, we have the opportunity to celebrate the Mass. And I've preached to you here at St. Lawrence before about what the Mass is, about what it means for us to be here. One of the most important things, like Mom always said, you are what you eat. And so if you come into this Mass, you offer your heart to Christ in prayer, and then you receive Him in the Blessed Sacrament of the Eucharist, guess what? You start to become Jesus. The ancient fathers of the church would have said you're being divinized or deified. You're becoming like God because when you consume him, he sits and rests in your core. And over time, mass by mass, week by week, all of a sudden, that light starts to shine out and there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, my friends. We are called to be the light to the world, to shine for the sake of everyone else, to go above and beyond common courtesy, generosity, example, or morality. Instead, we are called to Jesus Christ and Him crucified, the core of everything. Pay Him mind. Give Him your heart and your time. And there's no telling what your light might do. Amen.